It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boom, it's Rusty. What's up, everybody? It's Friday, and I have three shows today because... Next week is going to be a bit of a doozy. There's only going to be shows on, I believe, Thursday and Friday. Um, I took off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, I may do something, but I know that when the gloves come off, it's not going to be on Tuesday. I know I'm not recording on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I may, but I highly doubt it. So I assume just come back next Wednesday. So you guys got some time to catch up on my shows, but I have three today. So uh you guys if you want also you can call in feel free to call in i think that'd be uh, a good time you guys know about good times so uh you can call in and you can do this you can do all this messages messages we don't need no speaking messages you know, but I need messages. So if you want to send a message, I'll play it on air. 503-974-6420. And just leave your stuff. Leave your information. Leave, say something. I'll play it on air. Uh, you guys, this is the p- podcast, the Public Access Podcast on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. And I'm your host, Rusty Diamond. And um, hey, check out other great shows on the Networks such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast, This Is It with Lizzie, and Say by the Ben. And the show is brought to you by Fred Ben Savage's Fuck, Stone Reads Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis is Great, and Sockemup.org. You guys, Friday, let's do this. People say, let's go. All the, the kids are saying, let's go. I, I don't get it. I don't want to say that. So I'm going to say, let's do this. So right here, right now, we have. Dr. Marsha Martin. How are you doing? I am great. Excited to be here and share with you. Likely. Uh, likely. <laughs> I meant to say likewise, but yeah, likely. Likely, likely story. <laughs> Everyone's just so excited and happy to be here. Um. I'm sorry. Um, it's one of those mornings, I guess. It's the technology like we were talking about. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a weird time. So I feel like my age might be around the cutoff where, you know, it was still a lot of time before a lot of technology. There was some, but it wasn't that. But like, so we knew how to do stuff before a lot there's big boom but so i'm still reluctant to do a lot of stuff with it and um you know then you got ai coming in and i mean i'm so back and forth on this i talk about this a lot about how i love it and i know that it's it's coming to take our jobs uh but i don't think it is it's i think we can find a way to work with it and it's going to give some people a voice who may not be able to do things that like i can't i can't draw 
but I can do this and I can figure out how to draw. But I think then the people who are people who have been making art for a long time will be able to take what I do thinking outside the box a little bit and put it towards what they're making. And I think that's going to kind of be like a kind of a back and forth sort of thing, I hope, or else, uh, you know, uh, artificial intelligence is just going to uh, train us to be like, uh, I don't know, trained uh, dolphins or something. So who knows? <laughs> well, I think the thing that's important for us, no matter what direction, what direction we end up heading in is never to approach with fear because fear is always the thing that is going to separate us from our highest good. So AI has a lot to offer. It levels the playing field in a lot of areas. It also gives you much more time to be creative with things that you do well. And so if we can look at it as a tool and not as something that is going to replace us, then we lose the fear and we're able to use it more effectively. And I think I've just learned throughout my spiritual journey to replace everything I fear with the understanding that it has value and I need to find the value instead of be afraid of what it is that I am perceiving will be a deficit. So do I not measure up? Am I afraid that I don't have the intelligence to understand this? Am I afraid that this is going to be better at performing than I am? If we understand the fear, we are then much more capable of being able to work within what is offered. I agree very much. And when you're working in fear, um, I mean, this has a lot of a lot of common factors with I mean, there's a lot of people living in fear in one way or another. And that fear ends up taking, I mean, I can take over everything. It can, it can stop you in your tracks. It can, and all, then also when you're in fear, you're in your fight or flight mode at all times. And that means your decision-making is gonna be poor. It's gonna wear you down when I mean, and, and it's, I mean, it trying to hide from it or, you know, um, expect that somebody out there is going to not expose you to whatever that may be. And then whenever that happens, and you don't know, cause you're always gonna be in that fight or flight adrenaline. Is this gonna happen now? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure, I sure hope it isn't, but then it does. There's not the tools to deal with it or learn how to, you know, find it as not a fear as something that is, can be a tool or something that you just don't know about anymore know about or something that has something that hasn't even happened you're waiting for it to happen it's one of those you know anxiety or um 
it's it's all it's all up in the head and it's it's a hard thing to say that but it's true and i i know there's things like that about me and but i the ones those things i working very hard to make sure that i'm not you know i i i'm working on them and making sure they're not a fear making sure it's not debilitating when something happens and i don't just you know I don't know. And then, yeah, whoever's around you might not, you know, might get the the wrath of whatever happens or um, no, you're not the wrath, but or the, you know, the, the shutting down and have to deal with whomever is there. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing to know it, know it and say, oh, this thing is something that is, I don't know, I don't, I don't like saying the you know the triggered but it's it's something that's out there but i mean it's and like you know with hypnosis and stuff i i make sure like you can do something you just have to spend less than two hours maybe an hour hour and a half and you deal with this thing that's this fear deal with it one time and then it's not nearly as impactful and it's going to be, it's going to happen at least sometime in your future, but this way you can have it in, in a controlled environment and you're in charge of it rather than it being in charge of you. Well, and I think that's the most important thing is to understand that the whole, everything has a role in our lives. Everything has a purpose. And if we assign fear, the purpose of helping us to grow, we then understand, okay, this is something that I am required to interact with until I can have a positive experience with it, because that will help me grow. And we can get those positive experiences safely through things like hypnosis or what I do, which is the heart healing. And it is basically saying, I see you fear or whatever it may be for what you are. And I recognize that I gave you a lot of characteristics that you don't have. And I took from myself a lot of value that I should have. So oftentimes we may say the fear is huge and we are small. And when we address these things in circumstances that are safe, we can recognize, oh, the fear is kind of insignificant. I've given it a lot of values and I'm really quite powerful and I have much more ability or much more resilience or uh, many more ways to deal with this than I understood when I felt like I was being attacked and I was in that fear, flight, or fright place and couldn't think clearly. So I think it's really important to find safe ways and safe spaces in which you can address these things and to understand they are not bringing being brought forward to knock you off or to punish you or to make your life miserable. They are helping you understand I have a choice in the life that I am living and the quality of that life. And it all depends how I am choosing to interact with the general 
energy around me because we got to remember everything is energy. So if we present fear, we then minimize our ability to act proactively and maximize this fear or whatever it is. It, we give that unnatural and uh, incorrect strength <laughs> i can't find the right word incorrect strength that we, we that we have assigned to it that we're saying oh this thing is so big and if we could just take that breath get back to our heart centered place where we are conscious and aware we could see hey we're projecting we are giving this thing a lot of qualities it wouldn't possess otherwise, and it's just not necessary to respond like this. And so when you're working with people, do you have people that uh, are clients that believe they are going to work through one item? but ends up once they're in that that space, that state, that there is actually some very much underlying. Um... Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I do all of my work with the energetic realm and the energetic realm is source energy, God, angels, whatever you want to call it. It is the energy of creation that we create with and that created us. So they are always taking you to the beginning point. So you may be coming, oh, I have this difficulty or I, I have this extreme trauma and it has uh, caused me to feel very claustrophobic. And so I just had an incident where I was in an elevator and it came back and I, I really think I need to address this. Well, we're not gonna address you were just in an elevator. We're going to look at all of the teaching or all of the things that you've picked up along the way that let you believe that this it was not safe for you to be in a confined space. And it may not be the first time you experienced a claustrophobic incident. It may be you just were three and um, you thought you were lost because it was dark and no one heard you crying and you became very panicked and that was the response. And it lasted for you, what you thought was an incredibly long period of time, one minute, but <laughs> it was enough to register that in your brain and create a heart response that says, this is scary. We don't ever want to be here again. Let's make sure we're protected anytime this kind of trigger comes up. And then that is given to the subconscious. And because we spend so much of our lives unaware, that subconscious response comes up anytime you believe that there's the possibility that you are alone or it is dark or that you could possibly be unsafe. So you would need to go back to the place where you had formulated the belief in order to let go of it so that 
then it sort of dominoes and everything that has been created off of that belief no longer has any substance holding it in place. Yeah, and I mean, and just to get, I mean, the, the fact that you do have to experience it again. I mean, I, I don't know if people sometimes think that when going to work on something that somehow they're not going to have to experience this once again and understand kind of the feeling behind it. Um, I mean, that's, I, I hope there's enough information out there that people do realize that's what you do need to do. And, um, and when the step comes up, you know, you, you have to take it face, you know, head on right there. And you, but you're giving the best scenario and best space for someone to experience that. And, um, I've talked with some people that are in Oregon and now Oregon has a, I believe they are, um, opening up on their, I don't know, psychedelic mushroom laws there. And I was talking to a couple of people and one of them brought up that, you know, the, the bad trip and, but not trying to get away from that, but to understand that that is something that your body and your mind really needs to be able to process and work through and not to see it as this big, scary thing. This is a, this is a horrible, horrible event, but this is something that I can work through. And I'm at one of the best ways to experience it and, and break through to that other side of there being resolution to whatever, whatever the big elephant scary monster is in the room and being able to tackle it head on and then come out on the other side and have a whole new, you know, have a whole new life. Your, your life has completely changed. Yes. And, you know, one thing I want to add to that, which I think is really important for people to hear, is that when you do work with someone who is skilled at this, and in my particular case, we bring in angelic helpers, the one thing they want you to know before anything else is you are not alone. You might have faced this by yourself and created this fear because you felt alone and isolated. But during this process, and I would imagine it's the same for you with hypnosis, they are never alone. And we bring with us, when we move into the heart space, the angelic emissaries and the Christ consciousness that whichever way you represent that, goes with you, and the Christ consciousness is very clear, I go in front. You are here because you believed you were alone, vulnerable, unloved, unlovable, unworthy. No, that stops now. I go in front so that no matter what you need to confront moving forward, I will be between you and this fear. So you will experience it, but experience it through the safety and the love 
of this other being or this other presence. And so, yes, you do look at what happened, but you don't do it from the perspective of I'm all alone and lost and and it's going to be horrible and screaming and crying and gasping for air. No, it's a very loving, loving, loving process where you are cocooned in the love from the divine. And that, from that loving, safe space, you are able to see, gosh, this thing really wasn't that exciting. <laughs> and I guess I can let go of this belief system or this uh, coping mechanism that I've created because I see it was a lie or it was an illusion or it was something that I uh, made it into and I don't need to hold that anymore. So we don't want people to believe that clearing trauma means some of these more intense um, methodologies. With my understanding of what hypnosis is and heart healing, it is not at all the sort of rebirthing process of gasping for air or um, screaming and crying. And no, it, it is not that. It is moving in the safety and the love that lets that may be what was missing when you created this. And so do you think that there are for some reason um being able to for some people to uh, identify as their trauma and worry that if they don't have this trauma, who are they? Do you believe that's something? I, I do. I feel that there's... 100%. Absolutely. Hey, let's look at that. Okay, let's say you had a um, very traumatic incident as a child. You're three. You had a traumatic incident as a child. And so you have spent three until let's just say you're, you're now 30, you have spent all of this time living in this paradigm, living through this belief system, living in, with the understanding that if you operate this way, you will be safe. So when somebody comes to you and says, hey, just want to let you know, there's life outside this little narrow alleyway, it may not feel welcoming. It may not feel freeing. It may feel like you're going to go make me go back to the time when my life fell apart and I will lose this safety that has been allowing me to function for all of this time. And this is why heart healing and I'm and the what I know about hypnosis does not ask you to let go. It gives you the option to let go when you see that you are safe. It is not a forced kind of thing. It is, well, what, what would you like to do now? You see this thing, you see that it is not nearly what you remember. 
And um, now that you have seen this thing, what would you like to do? And how would you like it to impact your life? And yeah, I mean, we're the guide of the story and journey they're going along. And I mean, but, you know, we're not going to grab onto your arm and and throw you into the abyss. I mean, you can you can look into the abyss. You can stare into the abyss. If you want to go into the abyss, you go into the abyss. If you want to go and, you know, if you get to the point and you're in there and you're like, ah, you know, I don't want to do this. That's fine. You can, you can stop. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it, but if you want to do it, like it's, it's all up to whoever the client is. And I mean, the only thing, I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't recommend, it. I mean, you're, you're in the best space. You're not going to get a better, better way to do this, but if you want to back out, that's fine. I mean, go for it. It's you're still in control. It's not, yeah. we're, we're not controlling what you're doing. And we don't have the ability. And I think that's something that we also need to look at. There is no mind control or uh, brainwashing without agreement. So if people say, oh, you know, I'm worried that this is a cult or I'm worried that you're going to do something to me while I am working with you, that's impossible for anyone to do without your agreement. Where we get confused is agreement can sometimes be subconscious. So yes, you should make sure that you feel comfortable with whomever you're working with, but understand that as long as you're comfortable and present and participating, nobody can slip something in there without you having some awareness. Right. And I mean, uh, I tell people this and because, you know, I'm not, I'm not everybody's favorite, but, and I would rather have people, I'll give them the names of five other hypnotists. So they go and stay. I'm like, do this. You don't, I don't care if you don't want to work with me, but here's five people who have different personalities than I do have different levels of comfort than I do. Um, I think that could work better with you and please reach out to them and don't make your experience with me turn you off to hypnosis. That happened with me with, um, you know, uh, with the psychiatrist, with therapy or whatever. I was turned off for it for years and years. I'm like, this is stupid, you know, because I, I, I just had bad experiences, but I didn't realize there's you know, tens, hundreds of thousands of them, you know, that I just got a, a couple, a few that were not really working with me. Um, it's okay. And it's okay that they are. And to go back to what we were talking about, um, before that, I mean, um, so I was going to ask you, so there is this level of, you know, of what we both do, 
but then there is the other side of it too the uh there is a nefarious side of it um at least with you know with uh things such as uh, st- you know ha- small things being put in through subliminal messaging through um mk ultra type stuff and you know i mean there is ones that are are that but i that's not what that's what not i mean there's not going to be someone who is a what whatever whatever it is we are or we're not that's not what we're out to do we're not out to do that right and i always tell people if you don't feel comfortable with me then please find someone that you do feel comfortable with. And that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I have no worry that you are going to uh, go to a competitor. I just want you to go to the person where you will feel so comfortable that you can make progress. And if somebody, a therapist or any other kind of practitioner is not able to say that to you, then I would be a little concerned about yeah. how they do their practice. I would too. And I mean, yeah. And yes, I mean, like with the therapist, like I gave up on it and then I went and tried one more and she was great. Um, and it changed my, my perspective. And then that was right before I started hypnosis. And then I kind of went with that, you know, like saying, same thing like and my hypnosis teacher told me that too like you know if you're not comfortable with me like please don't don't let that stop you from getting being able to get what you need and you and I both know that it's so beneficial for someone but so easy for one one instance to just stop that yes. and, and then then you're back to being afraid of something for well, the rest then, of your life. Yes, but let's look at, you know, here's fear again. Fear, you have allowed fear to be in control. So we are both advocating that you connect with the person first, see how you feel looking at their website or their material or whatever it is. And if you know somebody that has worked with them or they have reviews, read those, see what the people that are writing the reviews say. Can you connect with them? See what the how the person presents themselves across different social media platforms. And yet still go for one session, agree for one to go to one session and see, do I feel better, more relaxed? Do I feel like I am beginning to make progress or this could work for me? You don't have to commit to the whole buy a year package immediately. Right. Stick your toe in the water and see how you feel and be honest with the practitioner. So I had someone who wanted to work with me and I thought the first session went really, really well. And then they started (laughs) 
not showing up and I would be like oh what's going on (laughs) then I finally got them to tell me I'm really not comfortable with you I'd like to work with a man I'm like well please do there is no way that I can be a man and I don't want an older woman I want a younger man I was like well I can't be any of those (laughs) things for you so please don't stop looking and I don't have unfortunately someone to recommend you in that fitting fitting that criteria (laughs) so uh, please don't stop trying to get the help that you want to receive but you do not need to continue with me clearly I'm not going to be able to help you so yes go um, but don't feel badly that we didn't connect I'm very grateful that you discovered this quickly and didn't put a lot of time into trying to force yourself. And I think that is the thing we want people to know more than anything. If you are forcing yourself to go to the appointment, really ask yourself, why am I here? You should be wanting to go because you are getting benefit and you can see the benefit or feel it, or experience it in your life some way. If you are forcing yourself, the first appointment, you might force yourself. We get it. It's new, and you don't understand. But if continuing, you are forcing yourself because you think you have to, or somebody told you you have to, rethink why the whole thing. Rethink, check it out. Something's not right there. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. And it's, yeah, I would, yeah, I mean, I don't, I I don't want someone coming to me and then feeling, you know, that they're, you know, resenting me or that I'm not doing what they want. And when it's nothing that, like you said, like you can't be a, a young man and uh, I, I can't be a lot of things and <laughs> I don't want someone to think, okay, this guy's just not good at, at being, um, you know, I don't know, an elephant. Uh, he's just not, not, not a very good elephant. And you know, I'm not, I'm not a very good elephant, but if you're an elephant, I, I probably and find We one. all have specialties too. My specialty is I help people recover from abuse and trauma. If you come to me and say, I'm a drug addict, I'm going to tell you, I really don't have any experience in that area. I'm not sure I can help you get through the drugs, have somebody that understands that help you. And then I could possibly help you with why that was appealing to you in the first place, because there's probably a trauma that is driving you into this unhealthy dependency. But if you're got drug or alcohol dependency in there i don't really have any expertise in that area so i'm not going to want to help you yeah and don't need to pretend i mean there's someone who can do a lot better job at it than um and would be you know a lot more specialized and you'd be able to get a much better result but then yeah if you like me you know or you come back to us when at a different time and we'll, we'll be here and happy to take right. you on as a client and but i don't want to give you a you know me me trying to tell you 
you know, counsel you or whatever about whatever drugs are going on in you or I can't do that. It's not my job. I don't know. I would just, you know, give anecdotal information or uh, I would, you know, I, I don't know, lying well, actually, basically. Yeah. I had a friend who uh, surprised me with a drug addiction and came over and said, you know, I, I, my job has told me that I have to go to rehab and I don't think I want to go. And I mean, my help was so, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, I am so out of my depth. All I did was just tell <laughs> tell him crazy things about, um, don't worry about it. I think you're amazing. You know what? Just go to rehab and pretend you're participating. Because all I knew is I wanted him to go to rehab and he was so resistant and so it was like the only tool that I had was to agree with him on everything and tell him how it was ridiculous of his job to expect him to go to rehab and drugs were great. And I was just like, oh, I hope I am. I hope this is OK, because all I can think is I have to wear down this resistance so he will get to the place that it can actually help him. And so I was just willing to say anything. The crazier it was, uh, the better, because he was high out of his mind. And it just seemed to be giving him permission to go to rehab and not feel stigmatized by it. So that worked. But oh, my gosh, I was so frightened that I was going to screw it up. That I was like, oh, don't ever send me somebody like that again, angels. That was terrible. <laughs> with either that or get me training if I've got to handle people with a, a drug complication. Yeah. Because that was way out of my comfort zone. And, uh, and, and that's okay. I mean, we don't have to be experts at everything. And yes. uh, it's okay. It's okay that we're not. We don't have that many hours in the day. <laughs> we, we need... We need clients. We can't. We can't be learning uh, new things every day, forever. We do need to have a practice as well. Uh, well, and we want to share what we have learned. It's very important if you have, if you meet with a a person, a practitioner who's really committed to what they have learned. They can't wait to share it with you. They want to help you recover with their methodology. So if that's another way that you can tell if the practitioner is, is just doesn't have time for you and is very unwilling to share about their practice or what you can expect or uh, ways in which they themselves have gained benefit or they, they expect you to gain benefit, I would again be a little leery because this is a very giving kind of work. It's a very open, uh, sharing, loving work. And if somebody is very closed about what they're going to offer, that would give me a lot of red flags. Yeah, me too. And I mean, that's something also that I think is something to really pick up on is 
you know, when you're seeing red flags, you know, you, you should understand that it's okay to see red flags. It's great to see red flags. And I mean, uh, like there's something that a lot of, I, I want to say Disney movies, but um, the, when you get the, the butterflies in your stomach, when you meet that special person, that was, that's bad. Those are red flags. That's your body telling you there's something with this person that is not good. Uh, please don't go anywhere near them. Like you should, when you go up to someone, you shouldn't have those butterflies. Those butterflies are, are not good. And so it's just, I, I don't know, like trust, trust your gut. Your gut's pretty smart. Your gut knows you better than it's your subconscious. Your subconscious has had, uh, been listening to everything your whole life even when, when you don't want to listen it's listening it's hearing stuff that we won't hear so um listen to that it knows you pretty well and let's also look at that concept of you have to be positive all of the time so that uh you may interpret that to mean well i have to be nice and polite or accepting of everyone that i meet no this is the, we're getting a very confused and manipulated idea of what being positive means and being positive is being empowered so you are able to look at a circumstance and say well that stinks and i absolutely don't want to interact with it but i can see that it's here and so i have to so instead of fearing it and making it bigger, I'm going to remind myself that I am a powerful creator and I have the tools or the expertise or the intelligence or whatever it is I need in order to deal with this situation. Same thing when you go to somebody that you are not connecting with, you do not need to be their friend because they walked across the street to talk with you. If you feel uncomfortable, it is okay to remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. No one knows better than you. So um, someone stay else. That, will, yeah, yeah. Stay in that place of empowerment where you are owning your energetic resonance instead of trying to give it away and get approval from others. So how do you feel? Not how does Rusty tell you you should feel? How do you feel? And from that, you will call to you people that can inspire you, uplift you, expand you even further. But if we are constantly, well, Rusty, what do you think? Do I look okay? Do I sound okay? Is this a good opinion? You are just giving away your yourself and your power and then you are going to feel frightened in every circumstance because you'll have no you there's no center anymore and that center is the most important thing in you you don't have that center it's just anything can happen anything can happen and you're not you don't have the tool yeah i mean you you are the tool <laughs> That's not a good thing uh, but uh, to say, but I mean, uh, you have the tools and you are the tool. I mean, uh, it's. Well, without it's, the center, 
now you can be open to brainwashing or a cult or because the cult is telling you that they are giving you this whatever it is that you perceive you are missing so if you don't want to be in the position of being vulnerable you must develop that core that center awareness and empowerment of you absolutely um and so um yeah so where where are people gonna gonna find you here on in the world on the internet um wherever uh if they want to i don't know uh get in contact with you somehow how is that going to happen well they can go to my website it's mmhearthealer.com and i offer either one-on-one -on -one sessions or we have just expanded to also have a nonprofit division and that's on the foundation tab on the mm heart healer website and if that is for those of you who may be struggling with finances for whatever reason and need a pay what you can opportunity and that can include pay nothing because we believe that you're more than the dollars in your bank account so there are other ways that you can serve the foundation and give back. I like that a lot. That's a good idea. And I mean, that tells you how important it is and how much you believe in your work and the ability to help people. And why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want that? <laughs> just, just go for it. You get something, you get something, you can make your life better. And, um, it changed Again. my life. It took me from the deepest, darkest hell to a place where every day has something magical and magnificent within it. So it is the greatest gift I've ever been given, and it is my greatest honor to share it with others. I think that's a great way to to live, live your life. And if you can, you should. And so uh, thank you so much for being on here and really happy we got to talk and get to meet you and, you know, hopefully get a lot more people um, thinking about what, what, what can make their life just uh, a little bit better. Well, and, I tell uh, you, when you heal your heart, you will transform your life. It is absolutely, I think we need to get away from the brain awareness and into a heart-centered existence, not the physical heart. This is the energetic heart. This is your source, your connection to source, to, to all that is and all that you are. And it's just, ego has a lot of hold over the mind. Get into the heart, experience who you really are and what life can really be. Okay. Well, hey, thank you so much. I, I like that. It's a good way to, to go out on. Um, have a great rest of your day and um, stay in touch, okay? All righty. Thanks so much, right. Rusty. You're welcome. All right. That's Dr. Marsha Martin. Uh, give her a checkout. And there's all the ways. I'll put it in the show notes so you can get a hold of your her and everybody thank you so much for listening here on the quantum global broadcasting network qgbn with your host rusty diamond that's me
Um, also, if you guys want uh, to work with either either her or myself, there's easy ways to do that. And we're both more than happy to. And uh, like you said, it, like I said, like she said, if you're not connecting with us, there's other people who you will. And I think that's important that she said that. I like that a lot. So um, you guys, yeah, check out other shows on the network, such as When the Gloves Come Off, the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is it with Lizzie and Saved by the Ben. And the show is brought to you by uh, Fred Ben, Savage's Buck, Stonery's Productions, Hardcore Entertainment, Hypnosis Great, and Sockemup.org. And that is the show. Man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right? <laughs>